Welcome back, folks. It's Wednesday, April 5th, 2023. Today's birthday include that of Scott Dill, an NFL offensive lineman from Birmingham, born in 66. Today, we have where the parole issue stands, why a 40-year-old McDonald's is shut down, and some quirky baseball history that's been made this season. My name's Ike Morgan, and we're down in Alabama. coalition of advocacy groups held a luncheon at the Capitol Tuesday to plan strategy on lobbying state lawmakers on changes to Alabama's parole board, reports AL.com's Mike Casey. Alabamians for Fair Justice is a coalition that includes the ACLU of Alabama, the Alabama Appleseed Center of Law and Justice, the SPLC Action Fund, and others. At issue here for the coalition is that the parole board has cut way back on the number of paroles that it grants. Back in 2018, the board granted paroles in 53% of the cases it saw. Well, that was also the year that Jimmy O'Neill Spencer was charged with killing two women and a child in Gunnersville. He was out on parole at the time of the killings. He'd later be convicted of the crimes and sentenced to death. Now, that swung the politics of parole. Legislation tightened rules on early parolees. Victim advocacy groups are among those who've been on the side of a reduced parole rate, not only because they think it was too high before, but also because they say that other criminal justice reforms have meant the state's inmate population has a higher percentage of violent criminals these days. Although even Alabama's definition of violent criminals has been debated lately. So where does that put us? Well, we were at 53% parole rate in 2018. Last fiscal year, which ended on September 30th, the rate was 10%. Since October 1st, the board has been granting parole at a 6% clip. The Alabamians for Fair Justice Coalition has lobbied in support of a bill by State Representative Chris England, a Tuscaloosa Democrat, to create a council that would write guidelines for the parole board to either follow or explain in writing why it's not following those guidelines. Currently, there are guidelines in place but the board's not necessarily compelled to use them, and as of late, it often hasn't. Under the proposed bill, if an inmate is denied parole while the guidelines show he or she should be granted parole, then that inmate could appeal the decision to the Alabama Court of Criminal Appeals. So far this legislative session, England's bill has not made it out of the House Judiciary Committee. An Alabama McDonald's that's been operating for more than 40 years has closed, reportedly because of crime and vandalism, reports AL.com's Greg Garrison. Now, the location we're talking about is the one in Birmingham's Woodlawn neighborhood on First Avenue North. Birmingham City Councilor J.T. Moore said he's been in contact with a franchise owner who said it just became too expensive to stay open there in that location. For example, a veteran worker said that this year a gunfight broke out nearby, and that the $20,000 menu board was damaged and had to be replaced. Councilman Moore said motels and apartments in the vicinity have long had crime issues, making it hard on businesses. Quote, it is unfortunate that we have lost a McDonald's. One of the many great things about a sport as connected to its history as baseball is that it's full of quirky and obscure records. For example, former Atlanta Brave Ed Olwine is tied for a record for pitching in 80 games and not recording a single victory. Oh, and the Expos' Ron Hunt was hit by 50 pitches in 1972. I'll bet his picture on his 73 Tops card was a bruise. Well, on Monday evening, 
an Alabama native, took his place in baseball history in what is so far a unique way. Baseball, of course, dates back to the 19th century, and for the first time in recorded Major League history, the number eight and number nine spots in a lineup have hit back-to-back home runs in the bottom of the ninth inning for a walk-off victory. Former Oak Mountain High School player David Dahl, as a pinch hitter, hit a ninth-inning home run to tie it up for the San Diego Padres against the Arizona Diamondbacks. And then the very next hitter, teammate Hassan Kim, hit the long ball that gave the pods a 5-4 to four victory. Thank y'all so much for listening. We're going to be back here again tomorrow. Until then, y'all come on by and see us anytime you want to on the internet at al.com. Mm-hmm.